Hello world and welcome to my podcast, The Bull, The China Shop and I. This is a show for everybody who is ready to rock the boat and instigate. Some will call it a rant. I'm calling it an overdue cleansing of what is swept under the rug to make room for better, for bolder and for braver. My name is Isabella Izzy Tzatzek and yes, I'm an instigator, but on the side of the angels. Yep, I did steal that line from my second favorite TV show, The West Wing. It is all about the uncomfortable topics and challenges out there in the business world that we all know about, but don't want to talk about, or do we? What we're going to do on this show is to take uncomfortable truths apart and discuss direction we could take going forward to approach these truths for action and impact. So let's open Pandora's box and turn what comes out of it into goodness. My one for this podcast, raise voices, trigger change, and start actions and a movement. So let's get started. I'm grateful that you're here with us. The angst of the Quereinsteiger or why there is a war on talent and not a war for talent. So what is a Quereinsteiger? Feel free to look it up. And sometimes there just isn't an English equivalent. Go figure. Let's go with the following description, okay? A Quereinsteiger is someone who changes into a job or industry without prior experience, or so they say. Truthfully, it has been quite a long while since I entered the application and interview pool, luckily having sat on the other side for most of my career. Now, where to begin with this journey of self-awareness, confidence, and patience? Tons of patience needed for a whole lot of self-doubt, insecurities, and fear of rejection. There are many posts advising job seekers and candidates on how to prepare for the job search and any potential interviews. Most of the advice boils down to the following. Over-preparing, being diligent, investing time and energy, and being available for follow-ups. Y'all with me? All good and dandy and something I also expected from the humans I had the pleasure to interview. But what about the other side? The interviewers and the companies looking for talent. My mom always used to say, you give, you get. And again, you give, you get. Exactly this way and not the other way around. You give, you get. And while there isn't any contract in place yet, I do believe in a human contract. Once people meet, converse, and exchange time for a mutually aligned purpose. What do I mean by that? I believe that any job application and interview is a two-way street based on respect, decency, and setting clear expectations. Should a company expect the candidate to bring their A-game? Absolutely. Should a candidate expect the company to follow up and provide feedback? Absolutely. Some of you might have differing opinions. And when it comes to feedback, especially personal feedback in the age of lawsuits, it is tough. And yet it is crucial And it is where talent optimization starts. Not necessarily for the company providing the feedback, but who knows, but for the overarching development of a talent pool. And who knows, 
when paths cross again, right, in this universe. This is especially true with more and more companies out there asking for honest feedback on their recruiting and interviewing process. Hmm, let's pivot to the real world and the talent that just slips through everyone's fingers. And nope, it is not the pandemic's fault. Nope. The pandemic has only emphasized the problems that have existed for as long as companies have complained about a shortage of expertise and lack of talent. What the pandemic has done is ripping off band-aids that have been put over an ever-growing wound over and over again. The root cause is what I like to call the Eierlegende Wollmichsau phenomenon. Have fun looking it up. I think there will be show notes, so again, the Eierlegende Wollmilchsau phenomenon. Hmm. After, quote, extensive research in the US as well as in Germany, it seems to come down to the following, the screening. Let's jump right into the next point because that is where the hurdles are buried deep, my friends, besides the fact that automation lacks the fine art of nuance. Convoluted job description. I mean, seriously. Seriously. Having written a multitude of job descriptions over the past 20 years, I'm simply baffled by what I'm reading. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for setting clear expectations and setting the bar high. But seriously, if all job descriptions within companies are asking for blue skies, why is there any need for anyone else? And why isn't anyone else in the company already bringing those things to the table? Think about that for a minute. What makes it even harder is that many times it reads like it is a want it for all or nothing, hanging on to what seems to be the key to all successes, the holy grail of degrees, accolades, and accreditations. More so in Germany, though, than in the USA, this is still a huge chip on many companies' shoulders. Especially the higher the position, the more leadership is involved. I'm not talking about jobs in the medical field, aerospace, or law for that matter. When I think about a job that has a huge impact on lives in general, the very important job of a gas plumber, electrician, a handyman comes to my mind. As far as I know, for a life-saving job of this proportion, all you need, yes, is a qualification, but you're learning on the job as part of an apprenticeship. Technical knowledge and practical experience go hand in hand, not a bachelor and not a master's degree. The jobs I'm referring to are especially leadership positions. I recently had an interview with a company in an industry that I have had no prior experience in. When I was asked to elaborate how I would lead a team of experts without any industry-specific expertise myself, I said what I truly believe in, not making light on any valuable industry knowledge that needs to be acquired along the way. The essence of leading people comes down to respect, worth, and trust of fellow humans, not leaving the sandbox. This one is near and dear to my heart because in my opinion, organizations are failing talent at a human and at a process level. 
and thus missing out on growth, innovation and diversity. And this is where the angst of the Quereinsteiger seems to unfold. It is hard to change careers or break into another industry under the best of circumstances. Trying to get into a different field above all seems almost impossible. For me, it is personal. Having worked mainly in global customer success and operations for 18 years, my two years as an entrepreneur and management consultant shaped and grew me the, the most. Why? Because I finally felt empowered to spread my wings and play to my strengths using every tool that I added to my box over almost two decades. Understanding that skills and expertise are not simply tied to a department or organization, but are transferable and valuable for a plethora of users in any industry or company. Sure, there will always be departmental and organizational specialists. Let's thank the heavens for them. But at the same time, there are also generalists emerging from these organizations. I count myself among these generalists. Now take a generalist out of their initial department and integrate them into another field. A wonderful byproduct of this process is that you create all-rounders and successes. Try to picture the insights you can bring to another group, sparking new ideas and approaches, new perspectives. Ever wondered why departments are stuck in their way of thinking and doing? Hmm. Could it be because companies keep on hiring the same people with the same skills and the same expertise into these very same departments? It is a tragedy to think about all the potential that is already within each company. Pure gold. When I think about departments and organizations that have siloed themselves over the past decade, a particular one comes to my mind. Human resource. Talking to many humans over the past years, this organization has lost trust with employees who feel that HR does not have their interest at heart, nor knowing what is happening in the real world, also known as other departments. What about changing the makeup of human resource with employees of other departments? However, when I was browsing through a number of HR-related job descriptions, what is valued above all are accreditations up the yin-yang, knowing certain HR systems, and years of experience in HR. Do I dare ask whether putting humans first is a sought-after requirement? Hmm. The, defin the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. I think Albert Einstein said it. By the way, Albert Einstein and I do share the same birthday. There you go. I'm still waiting for my awakening. And yet we are inundated with 1001 articles by HR magazines and consultants about transferable skills and how adaptability and attitude are the magic ingredients to diverse cultures and innovation. Recently, an HR professional told me that the hiring algorithms are partially to blame. To that I say, Let's have a look at the job descriptions first because the algorithms ain't feeding themselves. I'm sure at one point they will be, but for now, it needs humans to feed them. I'll use myself as an example, shall I? I would love to grow my career in HR, talent development, and organizational development. Why? Because I want to walk my talk and I want humans to be the best they can, they can be 
and succeed. Unfortunately, I'm not even making it through the algorithms with my background. Would it be worthwhile to place a higher value on having lived human interactions and not just studied them? What about a healthy balance of both? Coactively in the interest of all humans. I'll say that again. What about a healthy balance of both? Coactively in the interest of all humans. Employees, employers, shareholders, and stakeholders. What I would like companies to do is to have the courage to embrace Quereinsteiger. Please believe me when I say that there is as good as no risk involved, though it will require, but it will require is a deeper analysis of what is missing and needed at the core. I'll give you a hint. Try the 80-20 rule. When I talk about leading, when I talk about leading a global and a global and virtual teams, I like to talk about my revised 80-20 rule. I made it my own rule. And it goes like this. The 80% is the core guidance, philosophy, message, goals, and objectives that apply to everyone in the team. When working with each other and with customers, being all on the same page. The 20% is dedicated to regional distinctions, cultural rituals and preferences, and differences because there will always be differences no matter what you do. It is human and cultural nature. The 20% is giving me the freedom to trust my team to be self-sufficient, making the right decisions on location, knowing their own culture and market best. I truly believe it is impossible to manage and inspire people without knowing what is important to them and what they need to perform at their best. The same applies to finding talent. True, it might not be possible to implement this approach for every job under the sun because of the sheer volume or time constraint. Though a well thought through job description is also the key to quality here. However, the more people leadership is involved, the less algorithms or screening techniques will help. The opposite will happen, missing the human you never knew you wanted, but you desperately needed. Wouldn't it be worthwhile to place a higher value on having lived human interactions and not just studied them? What the world needs now is courage and even more curiosity. Be curious about why someone wants to change their career and what drives them. The more unusual it seems on the surface and paper, the deeper the curiosity should be. Innovation seldom grows out of the same old and the status quo, the blinkers principle. Isn't that why thousands and thousands of insert currency here are spent on outside consultants? A fresh look Inside, from the outside, see, hiring a Quereinsteiger will also save you money. You're very, very welcome. And here's a quote to just sum it all up. Be bold and fly toward the unknown. Discover a road that was never known. Thank you for listening to The Bull, The China Shop and I, with yours truly, Isabella Izitzatze. If you like our show and want to know more about the podcast and me, myself and I, please check out www.thebullthechinashopandi.com and leave us a review on the platform of your choice. Oh, and if you have any uncomfortable truths ready to be exposed, let us know. We want to hear from you. Always remember this Izzyism. 
Your uncomfortable truths are the foundation of permanent revolutions.